nuts and bolts of life Joe Suchere Yesterday Yesterday uh, John Hyde had in his newscast the story of Isaiah Thomas who pleaded guilty to brutally beating a 95-year-old Anoka man to death around Thanksgiving of 2016. He was sentenced to life in prison Monday afternoon with the possibility of parole after, what, 30 years? Uh, He's 28. He'll be eligible for parole after 30 years. Uh, Family members of victim Al Loline addressed the court before Thomas was sentenced, describing Loline as a jack-of-all-trades who spent decades as a full-time radio engineer. Lived on his own. 95 years old. Uh, Thomas apologized to the Loline family Thursday, adding that he wasn't asking forgiveness because he had no right to do so. He also said that while he takes responsibility for his actions, in the moment, he thought they were justified. Now, Channel 5 News last night had a had audio and camera in the courtroom, and we, have, uh, we can interpret this if you can't, uh, completely understand Thomas, but here's what he had to say. In my mind, distorted or not, him and his circle was virtually responsible for me and my peers and my community's misfortune. You know, I'm just a product of my environment. And in my environment, every time I turn around, it's an older white man putting me in cuffs, an older white man hitting the gravel, sending me away. All right. Now, would you please kick this fellow in the groin? That deserves this. Here's what he said. In my mind, him, meaning the guy he killed, in my mind, him and his circle was virtually responsible for me and my peers and my community's misfortune. You know, I'm just a product of my environment. And in my environment, every time I turn around, there's an older white man putting me in cuffs, an older white man hitting the gavel, sending me away. Well, this is tantamount to him saying to the court, I was completely justified in killing this defenseless 95-year-old man because I'm black. You want to go down that road? Wow. Thomas had 10 previous felonies and added that a clock he stole from Loline ended up being pawned for $22.50. He goes into the guy's house. He bludgeons him to death with a flashlight and a clock. And he said, I'm just a product of my environment. Anybody that's in his environment should be very upset with him because you know what? It looks like the other people around him are following the rules. That would be my guess. I would, I would give the people around him maybe the benefit of the doubt saying they're following the rules. I'm going to be very careful when I attempt to make this link, Joe. Mm-hmm. Last week, I don't recall the story, but I recall the the base of it where the woman you brought up was a hero to you because she rejected the fact that her second grader was sent home with a letter. Oh, it was the uh, black mom in the Carolinas who Mm -hmm. didn't want her first or second grader being inundated with white privilege BS. This is on par with what that gentleman Mm -hmm. just said. Mm -hmm. It's the exact same thing. Uh, The Star Tribune had more on this. Uh, Thomas said that his behavior was not cold-blooded, 
but rather an act of warm-blooded, long, deep misplaced anger directed toward a man who represented other men who had victimized him and his peers. I am a, I am a product of my environment, said Thomas. Uh, I, I'm on, had he ever met this man before? No. He didn't know. Uh, but because he was white, he represents all white. Now, if, if we turned that around and said, you know this guy pes- represents all black people, we'd be in huge trouble. Right. But he's saying this guy represents all white people. Do you know what his uh, moronic lawyer said? What the hell's her name? Oh, my God. What? I don't think I can handle it. I saw it, but I... Well, let me get her name. Caroline Durham. She said... When given an opportunity to speak, Durham asked the court and those in attendance to reflect on Thomas's experience as a black man. Did they think there's one of my neighbors, she said, of Thomas' life in Anoka? If we, if we as a society fail to embrace the day-to-day that he has lived, then we have failed as a society. Mm. This is gibberish. It makes, it's, it makes no sense. He brutally killed a guy for no reason whatsoever, and he's trying to claim he did it because he's been victimized. B as in BS. You reject that as a mayor, don't you? I do. Thomas said he grew up in poverty and has been in trouble with the law since he was 10. I didn't steal because it was fun. He said I stole because I couldn't afford those things. That's come up before. Uh, you recall? Florida. 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 Yes. yes. The kids were caught and... and uh, the sister. The sister of somebody said, he got to get these things somehow. Something like that. Remember yes, that? I remember mm-hmm. that specifically. Well, it was it, uh, the young man was shot because he was stealing. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, right. That's right. That's right. And uh, and the sister then came out and said, you know, then then played the victim card. Right. Right. Thomas said he has watched people get gunned down and witnessed black suffering at the hands of police. At the end of the day, there are there are my peers. He said, adding that he plans to mentor youth while incarcerated. Well, I hope not. He's uh, saying all the right things, huh? Not to me. He's not. Well, but I'm saying as far as that's concerned. Yeah, Thomas' mother you. and sister, who were in the court, said they extended their condolences to the Lolene family. They declined to be identified. But here, uh, uh, Thomas's sister uh, gives a lie to everything he said. We had everything we needed, Thomas's sister said, of their upbringing. Hmm. So she might have a head on her shoulders. Thomas, Thomas' criminal history includes four burglary convictions. Assistant Anoka County Attorney Wade Kish said in a court filing that Thomas had allegedly assaulted three correctional officers and three inmates while in custody. He has not been charged in those incidents. No, there's there's no accounting uh, for this uh, behavior except pure evil. He was a, he's an evil person. Has nothing to do with anything other than evilness. What did he? Uh, what did? What was he trying to get with the? He's obviously trying to rob and maybe hoping the guy had something. Yeah. So he pawns a twenty two dollar clock. clock for twenty two bucks. That if I read correctly was a clock he used to help beat the guy up. And I guarantee if the guy had just said, Can you can I can I get a hundred bucks from you? I guarantee the old man would have probably given it to him. But in that situation, you know what oh, I'm I saying? See, like, hey, here's a hundred bucks now. Get out just of here. Just get out of my house. Mm-hmm. 
I see what you're saying. Now with this character, it oh sounds like he was bent on destruction from the moment he entered the place. Of course he was. I wonder, okay, so that many felonies. So let's. But he's a product of his environment. But his, his, his mom fault. was there. His mom was there. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know where he grew up, but why couldn't he have gotten the free education from kindergarten to eighth grade, sure he was. free high school, nine to 12, uh, Got a really good trade job or went to college no, on a great kid, he, scholarship. He, for all we know, he's, he could have cured cancer. We don't know. Oh. But he has drank the Kool-Aid. He has completely gulped down the Kool-Aid that's being sold to these kids by the left. And as I've said, it's going to be up to black parents to push back and say, quit doing us a favor. This guy wants to be excused because he thinks he's had a rough life. Well, I don't care if you had a rough life. That doesn't entitle you to go kill somebody. There's a lot of people that have had it a lot worse than you have, son. His, his, his own sister said growing up we had everything we needed. His mom blew him a kiss in court as he was let out. Yeah, I saw that. B as in B, S as in S. You know, these groin kicks lead up to the groinies at the end of the year. Uh-huh. This was a tragic one compared to the comedy of Justin Trudeau. Uh, and the uh, comedy of the Washington, D.C. councilman who thinks the weather's being controlled by the Rockefellers. <laughs> this one isn't funny. No, this one is not funny. But it's certainly, that one is. It's, that one certainly, uh, it's certainly a full-fledged groin kick. Nuts and bolts of life. Joe Sushere. It wasn't the uh, Rockefellers. They're not Jewish. It was the Rothschilds. Rothschilds. That the yeah. D.C. Councilman Trayon White blamed for controlling the weather. Now right. Chris? Yes. Go ahead. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. Well, buddy, I was just thinking, you know, how sad it's become, what this world's come to. I'm, I'm thinking maybe we need to add some categories to the groinies. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, you know. Now, this you one got, wasn't a funny one. No, I'm saying, you know, you got to have maybe some evil ones. Uh, you know, maybe a, a groiny can go to the most thought out. Or maybe the uh, groiny's gone wrong. By the time the groiny ceremony comes around next December, we'll have it figured out. I love it. All right, thank you. We'll figure it out. Uh, what was I just going to tell you? Uh, oh, did you get the uh, the trumpets that I asked? Uh, the trumpets. Let me pull them up here. Yep. Did you? Uh, I moved. Yeah, I had to. I got rid of them. the same theory I have about UFOs. Or the sightings of UFOs. Blurry. Huh? Are they blurry? No. Yeah, they are. The theory to me is uh, the sightings increase in times of strife when people are uh, a little off their feed. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with the sounds of trumpets in the air. That's come up before, hasn't it? Uh, A couple times. We've we've had it locally. Mm Mm-hmm. Where people swear they hear trumpets in the air as a sign of the apocalypse or the end days, right? Right. Well, now there's a new video of eerie trumpet sounds from Hawaii. Uh, and it's it's gone viral. Viral. Mm-hmm. 
the video itself, uh, let's see. Pahala. Snippin News posted the video reporting, not the first time to be heard, but it's been heard in multiple places, all strangely at the same time. Uh, unusual and unexplained noises are recorded in various locations around the world from time to time. While the, while the specific origins of all such sounds may not yet be known, most scientific research points to natural causes such as tidal waves, methane explosions, underground earthquakes, or shifting sand dunes. Uh, well, United States Geological Survey scientist David Hill says it's also possible some of these noises originate from above. All right, play these noises. freak me out if I'm sitting on a beach in Hawaii. I would really, I would, that would disturb me greatly. Now, I, there was another one here too. Yeah. Um, I just want to see if it's the same. This was from, the other one was from one hour ago. This one was from six days ago. Right. But I just want to see if we get a different perspective on it. Methane explosions, underground earthquakes, or shifting sand dunes as explanations for these oral phenomena which of course is nonsense and misleading. More believable is the explanation of USGS scientist David Hill who says that although it's probable that these weird apocalyptic booming sounds seemingly coming from the skies have an earthly origin. What do you think? Let us know in the comments section. Methane explosion. Right. And then after, there's the one from the Big Island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh. That would really spook wow. you. Some people go by there and there's great big bubbles. Well, it's undeniably an interesting sound, isn't it? That's right. Huh? Yep. Heck yes. We've had them in, uh, we've had them in the Twin Cities. And they tried to pass it off as ice on the river. B as in B, S as in S. I know what sound ice makes. Right. And it wasn't ice. Were people trying to say it might have been the cave? Wasn't the yeah. cave? The, yeah. oh, the wind passing through the cave. <laughs> wind passing through the cave. This is some of the ones from Minneapolis. Yeah. It's, okay, okay. <laughs> that one was up that production studio. <laughs> You know, the book of Revelation. <laughs> what is Those wrong? are methane explosions. That's a little wild. That, that one was a what? little too real. Hang on, okay. hang on. No, we, Just wait, wait, wait. No, no. Wait for, yeah, wait. <laughs> that one was saying, that, was we that got Hawaii? an echo. echo. <laughs> was that Hawaii? <laughs> I think that was St. Paul. Oh, <laughs> Very tragic. Uh, 
was an alien. Yeah. Can you any new fart buttons, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> Hall of Fame broadcaster, oh, ladies and gentlemen. He's the in the wall. Hall of Fame. Oh my god. The Book of Revelation. You know what that says, don't you? Look out. Well hey, you know what Book of Revelation says? <laughs> it says this. You are <laughs> pretty much, I think. No, yeah. let's get serious okay, here. Okay, here we, we go. go. Yep, come on. It, uh, it. It, John's vision, the Apostle John, yep. uh, suggests that seven trumpets will sound as part of the final judgment. Mm. Yeah. So far, you know, we're all right. You're all right. Yeah. Saul's vision was not that good. Saul? Yeah. I'm unaware of Saul. No. <laughs> you said John's vision was good. Yeah. I said Saul's was not. Well, there are trumpets in Revelation. Hail and fire mixed with blood would burn up a third of the trees on the planet, and a third of the oceans would become blood. Fresh water sources would be poisoned. The sun would become dark and even worse. But uh, that's because these sounds, I, I'm telling you, UFO sightings and trumpet sounds increase during times of uh, an unstable feeling in the world, is that there? That's, that's how I'd put it. An, an unstable, unstable, feeling. an unstable feeling in the world. And I think we could argue that right now, in much of the world, we have an instability. All right. Right. We need to become more, more stable. stable. That's right. right. Uh, we'll be back shortly. But now, thanks to our great friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance where it's their business to protect your business, and nobody does that better than Federated. It's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal in Your Money Now. How does a third of the oceans become blood? Well, that's, that's the I end mean, all the, water, all the water is connected, so how do you, you know, block the well, blood I'm not, from... You know what? I'm not a theological scientist no. okay. here. I'm not sure I can help you. Well, it would look kind of cool, but it would really, really uh, end all shelling. You know? Yeah, I guess it, it would. Really it wouldn't be as much fun. Well, I guess if you can part the Red Sea, they Look at that conch over out. there. We are looking at uh, a good day in the market uh, in the final hour of trading. Uh, stocks have been higher all day, and this time the gains have not gone away. China's president made some comments today to ease trade concerns. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is up 432 points. The Nasdaq Composite ahead 148, and the S&P 500 is up 45 points. Now for the bad news. More Americans are stretching themselves to buy homes. The latest sign that rising prices are making home ownership more difficult for a broad swath of potential buyers. New data from Mortgage Tracker CoreLogic shows roughly one in five conventional mortgage loans made this winter went to borrowers spending more than 45% of their monthly incomes on their mortgage payment and other debts. That is the highest proportion since the housing crisis. Supermarket operator Kroger is hiring 11,000 workers to improve customer service and efficiency at its thousands of stores as competition Competition among food retailers heats up. The hiring push is part of a three-year plan to focus on overhauling existing stores instead of building as many new ones as in past years. I'm Bruce Vale with your Money Now on 1500 ESPN. All right, Mr. Vale, thank you very much. We'll get your fresh report next hour. We appreciate it. And want a quick reminder here, go to our website. we got some great stuff going on. And you can learn all about station events. Logic segment number one. Girl, try to remember. 
I just lost uh, segment number eight. Got it. The uh, clicking problem. On it. Here's John Height. Thanks, Joe. It's cloudy. 36 degrees. This update brought to you by the Duluth Rating Company. Visit Duluth Rating Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, Woodbury, and downtown Duluth. It looks like it's clearing up. Really? Yeah, Western what Horizon. What are you looking at? The uh, tower cam that looks over downtown Minneapolis. I'd keep playing. I'm going to play. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the heavy stuff's coming in for a while yet. I got to tell you guys, a little inside radio here, uh, your last segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I listen out there in programs, so the sounds that come from the board are very loud compared to your guys' voices. <laughs> right. Well, I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden I hear very, very loudly <clears throat> at my cubicle waiting for somebody to walk by and sure. yell at me. I, I quickly turned it down. So. Well, I would just like to personally yes. uh, thank John Height. Who, who's not required to listen to the show, right. but does listen to the show for entertainment purposes and information. Right. Uh, just a heartfelt thank you, John. Yeah. Well, and then, of course, of course I start giggling like the child I am because I can't. Uh, we were laughing at you through the window. Yeah, we yeah. could see you. Houston took the opener of the three-game series against the Twins last night. They'll go again tonight from Target Field. Jake Odorizzi for the Twins, Dallas Keuchel for the Astros. Tomorrow night at the Target Center, a game for everything. Denver Nuggets in town to play the Timberwolves. The winner will go to the playoffs. Let's go, Denver. The loser will not. Go to the playoffs. Wild open up their playoffs. Why wouldn't you not want them to go to the playoffs? Oh, I think get, it'd be great. And get the experience. Ah, right. Yeah, so they can get poor... drilled in four games by no. Houston. Glenn Taylor's poured some heart and soul and a lot of cash into this team. I want him to be rewarded. Because it would be so Timberwolves if they somehow blew this. Right. So you expect that. So we should always expect the opposite from the Wolves, which would be winning. You want them to break out of this funk, Rook. Yeah, break out of the funk. That's right. Bring on the funk. (laughs) We want the funk. That's what we want. Wild open up their playoff run tomorrow night. They'll be on the road to play Winnipeg in the opener of the best of seven series. News notes from today. An 85-year-old West Central Minnesota man trampled to death by one of his cows as he was trying to tag a calf Sunday morning. That according to the Ottertail County Sheriff's Office. Deputies called at 1032 on the east edge of Ottertail County after a report that Delbert Horn of Earl Hewitt, Minnesota, had been trampled by the cow. Medics were called, but they couldn't revive him, according to the Sheriff's Office. Hmm. President Donald Trump has formally nominated a Minnesota judge to be the state's next U.S. attorney. Erica McDonald had been a judge in Dakota County since 2009. Before that, she was an assistant U.S. attorney in Minnesota for eight years, focusing on cases dealing with violent crimes, drugs, human trafficking, and child pornography. McDonald's nomination to the top federal prosecutor post still has to be confirmed by the U.S. Senate. If confirmed, she'd replace Greg Brooker who has been leading the office on an interim basis since former U.S. Attorney Andy Luger was ordered to resign last year, along with 45 other holdovers from the Obama administration. Several issues addressed during Sarah Sanders' news briefing this afternoon at the White House. Why are we no longer calling her Sarah Sanders Huckabee? We got rid of the Huckabee. Oh, all right. And the Huckabee was in the middle because yeah. Sanders is Sanders a Huckabee. Yeah. yeah. Sarah so, Huckabee Sanders? That's correct, yeah. yes. Uh, President Trump said... we reserve all three names for... Uh, for uh, high-level, you know, murder cases and, you know, like James Earl Jones and that kind of stuff. Sorry. James Earl Jones never killed anybody that we know of. He's an actor. Yeah. Is that Darth Vader? James Earl Ray. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now I sound like I should Let's be go. featured John, in the Lori and Julia show. You must push forward. Oh, Ray Jones, I don't even know. <laughs> President Trump said as recently as Thursday that Michael Cohen is my attorney. Today, Sanders... 
Couldn't say whether that's still the case after yesterday's FBI raid. Sanders referred reporters to Michael Cohen uh, when asked whether Cohen is still Trump's personal attorney, said, I'm not sure. You know, I'd like to apologize <laughs> to Darth Vader, James Earl Jones. Attaboy. That was as innocent as can be. Yep. I meant yep. James Earl Ray. Yep. That's like a former fill-in host for Joe, uh, Joe O'Brien, saying Ooh. David Clayton Thomas was a child molester yep. when he, he wasn't. He backpedaled yeah, faster he, than he uh, did. anybody ever in life. Wasn't he blood, sweat, and tears? That's correct. Yeah. The lead singer of blood, sweat, and tears. And we we talked about them one day, I think because your bumps played for I Joe. I think I played Bless the Beast and the Children. No, no, God Bless the Child. You played. Oh. And... Uh, Things kind of just rolled down the hill and yeah. snowballed into uh, moving, pouring yep. forward. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Also, uh, you know, I'm the only one being good. Continuing at the uh, uh, press uh, presser today, reporter April Ryan asked Sanders if President Trump had considered resigning from office. Sanders said no and added the question was absolutely ridiculous. Sanders also said the president wanted to stay in the U.S. while he's monitoring what's happening to Syria. A reporter pressing her on why he would launch an attack last year on Syria from Mar-a-Lago, but why he wouldn't travel to Peru and Colombia this weekend. Sanders pointed out that Mar-a-Lago happens to be within the United States and that the president wanted to stay in the country while monitoring the attacks on Syria. Well, you know, Rook, in your defense, I think your harmless mistake was a lot better than our guy Royce publicly declaring someone dead who might have pitched for the Twins or whatever because people follow Patrick for baseball news. No one's really coming to you with Darth Vader or James Earl Jones. Very true. Thank you for helping to defend Mm -hmm. me. British royal weddings are usually grand affairs of state where presidents and prime ministers rub shoulders with European monarchs. Uh, That won't happen with the nuptials of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Kensington Palace announcing today that the royal couple would not be inviting political leaders to the event, at least not on the basis of their official position. That means neither U.S. President Donald Trump nor his predecessor Barack Obama will be there. Not even British Prime Minister Theresa May was deemed worthy of a place on the guest list. Instead, only personal friends of the couple will be inside Windsor Castle for the royal event on May 19th. Uh, White House confirmed neither President Trump nor First Lady Melania had been invited, nor Prime Minister May, according to Downing Street. I would also like to apologize to Blood, Sweat, and Tears because Bless the Beast and the Children was a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was not the name of it, the song. It was also a song later by the Carpenters. But okay. the thong, song you're thinking probably is God Bless the Child, an old Billy Holiday song that Blood, Sweat, and Tears covered that Joe often plays as a bump. Mm-hmm. I would just like to offer facts so all off-site correspondents do not have to <laughs> chime in and correct me. Joe, where would you rank this newscast in the history of it's, GL? It's, it's losing ground. <laughs> well, let's go to a story then that uh, where we're trying to combat climate change. Yep. That should help, huh? Well, there is no such thing. It's always changing. How about you'll, climate control? You'll yeah. love this story then, right. Joe. The city of Los Angeles mm-hmm. is employing a new tactic that they say will help combat climate change. They're covering their streets in a grayish-white coating known as Cool Seal. Oh, yeah. That'll do it. Yep. Sprayed onto the roadway with trucks and then spread across the surface with a squeegees mm-hmm. uh, because they say, you know, asphalt absorbs between 80 to 95% of the sun's rays. Oh. So that heats up not just the streets, but the entire surrounding area. Sure. So when temps in Southern California rise above 100 degrees, surface temps on the asphalt roads can be 150 uh, and that uh, creates a phenomenon known as urban heat island effect, which the EPA says can add up to 22 degrees Fahrenheit to the average air temps in a city compared to the surrounding area. 22? 22, they're saying, yes. Wow. This is an ass statistic. I found this hard mm-hmm. to believe. 
You know, it did stink as a kid, though, when you'd walk across the oh, uh, the asphalt in your bare bird. feet. Yeah, Boy, you that would hurt. Right. A cool seal, which is made by a company called Guard Top, helps to reflect solar rays off asphalt so that less heat is actually absorbed. Now, here's the really good part of the story. I fell into a freshly oiled street once when Ooh, I was a kid. Really? It looked like the tar baby. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, here's, uh, here's the really uh, fun part of the story. The seal coat, it costs about... $40,000 for every mile it pays. I'm sure this will work, though, John. This is a well, good idea. Well, advocates, Joe, say its benefits oh, yeah. may just be priceless. Absolutely. No. Absolutely. <laughs> $40,000 a Gotta mile? Gotta do whatever we can. Wheel of Fortune contestant had a $7,100 prize erased when he mispronounced the word flamenco instead saying flamingo. Mm. Flamingo dance lessons, the man read Monday, reading a completed puzzle that actually read flamenco dance lessons the audience began to clap thinking he had won the prize that was when host pat sajak said sorry another contestant was then successfully able to solve the puzzle the contestant looked stunned as sajak offered his explanation what show is this this would be wheel of fortune on, huh? oh, i like to solve every, the puzzle alex every, every night at 6 30 yeah, i like awesome. to solve the puzzle alex. <laughs> Uh, Who is Andre the Giant? I don't know. I just want, I don't to, know. Just want to be here to find out. <laughs> uh, earlier this year, they had a similar uh, puzzle. Uh, it was uh, The puzzle was a streetcar, N-A-blank-E-D, Desire. That's a pretty easy one, right? Yeah. Yeah, street, streetcar named Desire. That's mm-hmm. right. But the man chose the letter K, so he said it was a streetcar naked Desire. Really? Yeah, he he did not win either, and uh, he did not win any money in that. You're game. under a lot of pressure when that uh, the lights are on. And you're talking. Nobody's home. Is <laughs> Dave Dahl available? Please. This is a good nipple-based song, too. Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. Skies are brightening up out to our west. We should see the sunshine break through here in about... Half an hour to 45 minutes, 36 for the current temp. Should still make the lower 40s this afternoon. Partly cloudy skies, not as cold tonight, down to 30. West winds at 5 to 10. Tomorrow, increasing clouds, showers developing mid to late afternoon, 50 for the high tomorrow. And then rain likely tomorrow night, partly sunny on Thursday and 54. Friday is when showers and a thunder showers start to break out. The rainfall could get a little heavier then. 48 for the high on Friday. Saturday, some snow mixes with some of the rain, 40 for the high. Not expecting a great deal of accumulation here in the Twin Cities. Could be some significant accumulations in central and northern Minnesota. Uh, But again, how much moisture is going to be left over by the time that colder air arrives? That's going to be the big question mark as to how much snow falls in central Minnesota. Here in the Twin Cities, it looks like it'll stay mainly a mix of rain and snow. And then 45 on Monday, up to 50 again on Tuesday of next week. Right now, Joe, we're at 36, and I have the records for the day. April 10. 88. 88. In 1977. 1977. 18. 18. In 1962. In 1962. Thank you. Uh, Richard Overton. Let me just bring this up. I did. Right, Brad. Richard Overton, the grandson of a slave, is America's oldest World War II vet. Hmm. 
He'll have his 112th birthday in May. (laughs) (laughs) And some uh, people that do down in Austin, Texas, where Richard lives, uh, took him to uh, Washington on a private jet the other day to see the World War II exhibit. Saturday, there was a big honor flight that went out of uh, Terminal 2. Oh, yeah? A bunch of uh, veterans. Those are always really fun flights if you're by chance at the airport. Richard went to see the National Museum of African American History and Culture. Uh, I'll tell you what. Hope they put him up in the front cabin. You know what he uh, attributes his long life to? Tell me it's like a bourbon a day. Whiskey and 12 (laughs) cigars a day. Sits on his porch in Austin, smokes 12 cigars a day, and he likes his whiskey. He's 112. It's all a crapshoot, isn't it, folks? How about a quality tequila or vodka? I'm off off the brown. He he worked all his life in the furniture business, and, uh, you know, he's come up before in the news because I think there was a, a... a GoFundMe type situation down there to help put air conditioning in his house. Oh my god! Because he never had it. Yeah, before. I hope so. I yeah. hope it was done immediately. Uh, but the front porch <laughs> is uh, where he—that's uh, his action. That the front porch is is his everything. Said Volma Overton, seventy, who works as a greenskeeper on a golf course. It's his throne. Richard Overton's veterans benefits would pay to move him to an assisted living facility, but Volma Overton, just a minute. So he's, a, he's holding out at 112. Said that would kill him. Volma Overton began round-the-clock care at his cousin's home a year and a half ago, but at fifteen grand a month, he couldn't afford to maintain it. He, here it is. He started a GoFundMe page, which raised more than two hundred grand. Good. Uh, Richard Overton does not have children. He married twice. He and his first wife divorced in the 1920s. <laughs> <laughs> and his second wife died in the 80s. Oh. Uh, he was born May 11, 1906 in Texas and served in the, in the Pacific Theater from 1942 to 1945 as part of the all-black 187th, 188th, 187th Engineer Aviation Battalion. All right. Well, congratulations, sir. I would love to hear him speak. Just to hear what I he did. talks about. I did because I, I went and found audio of him. Hell, he's a YouTube star practically, yeah. but it's very hard to pick him up because he's, you know, he's getting frail now. His mind's sharp. Well, that's why I mean, I don't mean to it's like to listen m- to Sid. Right. <laughs> I don't mean to mock him. I just, just it would be neat to hear. I'm gonna go to YouTube and check it out I, just to hear what he sounds like. Let me ask you something. What's wrong with this? Hmm. Veterinarians agree your pet's toys could be causing health concerns. Dr. Lynn Happel, veterinarian and owner at East Town Veterinary Clinic, Grand Rapids, Michigan, is encouraging pet owners to wash their toys at least once a month, saying their favorite toys can be a source of reinfestation. Uh, what? Well, in other words... So the, 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 the racquetball that, that Piper, my dog Piper, has been running around with, I'm supposed to wash that twice a week? Yeah, well, doesn't this imply that dog toys are clean, can be clean? The whole point of being a dog toy a dog toy is you leave it outside. Well, I even think that we've got, you know, tennis balls and things that he plays with inside that he chews on, but... You're supposed to wash them. They don't look... But it's a dog. They like dirty. Well, 
But this is, again, another example of sometimes our news gatherers. This is Fox 17 in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Sometimes our news gatherers just really don't know if they're on foot or horseback. Yeah. Why, why would you do a story that suggests you should wash your pet's toys? That's filler, man. That's got to be filler. But, I mean, are we that? See, this is why people are hearing trumpets. This is why people are seeing UFOs. Because mm-hmm. they're going nuts. We're all going a little samer theory. Because you turn on the news at night and you get these babbling knuckleheads telling you that your dog's toys could make your dog sick, so you better bring them in and wash them. I'm I'm going to text my veteran, Dr. McConville, to find out if I should wash the dog's toys. Well, what's he going to tell you? He'll probably say yes. No, he's a GLer. He'll tell me they're straight dope. And then here it says dog parks are a cesspool for parasites. Even if you clean up after your dog, you can get micro amounts of stool stuck on the grass, and then you have then then you have your dog eats the grass. I don't want to know this. But Why am I doesn't this you? build character for the dog? Well, you know, you get other uh, health concerns, tooth tip fractures from tough toys. Tooth tip for okay, tooth so they're tip, chewing on it and they boom, they break a tooth. Okay, yep. Nah. Uh, and then they can suffer from serious intestinal issues if they swallow string or plastic from a toy. They took samples of uh, toys to uh, a, a laboratory for testing. And then they say, but that'll be the next story. They're teasing that. Fox 17, Fox 17 in Grand Rapids, they're teasing that. Technicians will test for E. coli and total microbial. Uh-oh, I said that word no, wrong. No, microbial. <laughs> microbial. Not microbial. Mi- microbial. Microbial. Loading to see what the general overall population of bacteria is on those toys. Results are expected in 48 hours. Tune in then. Well, find out. Wash it and palm olive. What should we wash them in? Don't ask Warm me. water? I've never. Dawn know, is a time of day. In all my dog washing years. Yep. I mean dog owning years. I've never washed a, a pet toy. Uh, maybe that's why they died. Maybe after I found one that had been sitting outside all winter and it was really gross and they wanted to bring the toy inside. Maybe I'd rinse it off. Yeah. You know, as soon as I find this thing. Uh, what do you need? You need me? I need you to take me to break. You're right in there, big guy. I uh, I have trouble turning that television on and off. Mm-hmm. I'll show you again. Right. <laughs> Uh, I'm just trying to get it on for Pat because you know he'll have to watch the ball game. Time where they start? Yeah. Yeah. Hit what? You hit the power button too many times. Right. You know why? You know why? You're a bad waiter. I really am. Wait for that thing to warm up. And you grew up with TVs that had to warm up. Oh, you could hear them clunk. And that little, that dot in the middle? Yeah. That little uh, light right in the middle? Yeah. And what do we got here? Well, I'm, I'm just we're not watching Pittsburgh and the Cubs. No, I'm t- I turned that on for Pat because you know when he comes in here, he'll fumble around and try to turn the thing on. Right. So I'm just beating him to the punch. I got gotcha. you. Nobody's in action tonight except the Twins. Another nice, uh, brisk night at Target Field. Although I a think it's clearing night. up. Yeah, yeah it's I a better it's night for up. baseball than last night, isn't it? Yeah, it's. I'm looking at the Western Horizon, and it's not as uh, it's not as bad as it 
Could be. 1,500. Oh, we need a Twins victory tonight to get the ball rolling. ESPN is. <laughs> we got a pitch tonight. KSTP, St. Paul, in the paint? Minneapolis. It's uh, 35. 35 degrees.